the Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott, your fa- your favourite guy. I nearly said, hey, with your favourite guy, Dave Elliott. I mean, that's high praise. People say self-praise is no praise at all. Your favourite guy is here. And guess what? He is here in a new year. Welcome to the first Slag Guy podcast of the year 2021. The year of the... The year of the quilted dragon, I think it is, in uh, in China, and and welcome, one and all, welcome from my my coronavirus safe bunker. I say that it's my dining room. You know that if you're a Patreon, you'll you'll know this setup. This is where I record my Patreon podcast. But until we're allowed back in the studio, this is where the Sly Guy podcast is going to be. Now, first and foremost, had a few complaints last week. A few people complaining now if you're a regular listener of the show you'll probably go oh was it about something you said you big fucking offensive bastard no they were complaining about snake rap ben now i just want to first off say this is fair you know ben is not my friend he's not my colleague he is my subordinate and he is my employee and he's got one job and that job was to make this podcast sound crisp and also to put a little logo in the bottom corner of the screen somewhere. He didn't do that. And he put shitty sound up, which made it sound like my coronavirus bunker was not my dining room. He made it sound like my coronavirus bunker was underwater with Patrick and SpongeBob. And Ben, not good enough. So whenever this is all lifted, your butts, <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're getting your butt out. I'm going to spread your cheeks. I didn't mean to say... That, I meant to say I'm going to take your trousers down and smack your bum. I did not want to spread your cheeks. That's the wrong phrase. It slipped out of my mouth there. I wanted trousers, smack bum. Other than that, fix the sound this week. Fix the wee logo in the corner or you're getting sacked. Not that you give a shit because you're just chilling at the minute and I'm here doing all the work, but whatever. We'll move on. It's a new year. I don't want to bring grudges into the new year. I want to start afresh. I want to start being positive and being locked down again you know i mean that's something that was inevitable you know obviously at some point we would have got locked down once again and here we are locked down again do i want to be locked down nah would i like to be out listen i'm a majestic bear i should be running wild free in the woods instead i'm stuck in my house not happy the studio i paid many young men to build and many young men to paint and many young men to erect signage and tables and microphones and also a mandolier which is very expensive the mandolier could potentially have starved it is what it is but we can't use that studio space because we're being covid safe now are there other people who use that studio maybe are they being covid safe Nah, not at all but i'm not going to be like that because I'm a good guy I care about you guys care about myself I care about my family I care about my friends now what I do want to say on that note is are people sick of COVID and and lockdowns yes and the people stop being worried about it concerned about it to the extent maybe that they should whenever people who are in power stop start doing stupid things yes is it my opinion that maybe you know people were more behind the whole thing whenever like your politicians were saying do this in fact this is the most annoying thing, right? This does my head over politicians. Just be like this, you know, throw one of throw throw a shackle up there, throw like a, a thumbs up. Politicians doing this does my head in. I like there's a whole 
thing during time, wasn't there, where they're like, if you're going to be a politician, you're public speaking, you can't do this because it's aggressive, but do this instead. This stupid little puny prick thing where you hold your thumb out and you go, and I believe that this is what we have to do to... Fuck off, get the finger out, go listen here, you ball bags. Stay in your bastard house, wear a mask, wash your fucking hands and stop talking shite. There you go, there's a political message for you. We we need to stay at home. I, and I think I think we should stay at home. I don't know how Arnie Foster speaks. I, and I think we should stay... I don't know how Michelle O'Neill speaks, I can't do their impressions. But it's all, you should... What do they need to go is here? They go, need to go full Belfast and go, listen here, dickhead. What you need to fucking do... Is why is the bap? Wind your neck in, get the fuck in the house, wash your hands, mask on, fuck up. There you go. Until this is sorted. But nah, they sit there and their wee podiums and their announcements and preach, and then all of a sudden you have politicians going to funerals, breaching what they have been preaching. Yo, you're breaching what you're preaching. You've got politicians who are like, we need, we need to do this, we need to stay together. Then their wee mates just going to look at castles. And they're like, I can't sack him because he is actually the brain in my body. So then that's the entire message undermined. Then you have a guy, a man, a, a dude called Sammy Wilson. Who, why, why, why is Sammy Wilson in politics anymore? Why is he not being brought in by Arlene and told, fired? You, you... Are fired, mate, because you're a bollocks. Like, that's what they need to go into him. Then he goes, Sammy, no harm to you. You're a bollocks, all right? You are done. He refuses to wear a mask, calls it a muzzle. Back in, like, July time when he's out eating a, eating an ice cream, be like, I will not be muzzled when I eat my ice cream. And, and also, inevitably, if you looked at the photo of him holding the ice cream, you'll not wash your hands either because there was, like, shit in his nails. You know, there was, like, a, I don't know whether he's a mechanic or... Maybe a gardener, or he just picks his arse all day, but there was shit in his nails, so he should have washed his hands, just wear his mask, just fuck up. See, whenever you're out, see if you're a boss and you're out every night being like, do this, do that, and then one of the people that are in your party aren't doing it, you just gotta bring them in and go, sacked. You know, you need to get that Game of Thrones approach and be like, listen, I'm sorry. You know, you, 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 you have undermined me. Take the knee and let me cut off your head. Not that I'm saying they should cut off Sammy Wilson's head, but they should cut off his ability to be in the party and sack him. Because the guy is a bollocks. You know, that's the thing. He's been out doing that, refusing to wear a mask, contradicting anything that's being said, undermining public health message. He was away, apparently, out of the country, came back, did he isolate? Did he fuck? Poor Rush for more ice cream with his dirty wee butt fingers. You know, <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't. It's <laughs> a lot of ice cream there, not nothing else. In case people are like, oh, so you're trying to say, no, not, not, no. You know, this is a problem. You just one law under one, one under another. See if you're a politician and you you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, get the other parents, and I'll see you at the sack race. Get sacked, done, out of here. You know, get your egg and spoon, because I'll see you at the sack race. I'm done. Sammy Wilson needs to be removed from office. The guy's a tube. You know, the guy's a tube. And Arlene, you need to sack him. You need to get out of my fucking approach. Sack him. Give him the sack. Get him out of here. Out in 2021. And you know what? I can say that. Because I... I'm, I'm, I'm one to watch this year. Alright? I'm one to watch. Now, you're probably going, what do you mean one to watch? Like, on the PSI hit list or something? Potentially. But also, 
I mean, there was a wee article in the Sunday Life this weekend that said, listen, your, your boy was one to watch. Davey, big Davey, one to watch. Now listen, guys, I'm a humble man. You know, I, I, I can't really remember the ins and the outs of what the what the episode said, you know, or, or the episode, what the article said. I, I can't remember what it said exactly. It just said I was one, I mean, one of my, who am I kidding? I've got the article here. I don't know what I guess, let me see. <clears throat> In the prestigious Sunday Life, um, this is the title, at the top of the article it says, The Household Names and rising stars poised for a massive year. Now you can you, you can read that to, to being me being a, a household name or you know a rising star. But basically, what it says is ones to watch in twenty twenty one shows and celebs to savor as the hard hit entertainment industry looks to make up for lost time. I mean, I'm going to say this is arguably going to be the best the best article of the year. And throughout twenty twenty, there was just one topic of conversation on everybody's lips. COVID-19. But while the entertainment industry was particularly hit by the pandemic, with the postponement of many film and television productions and live gigs, 2021 looks to be a busier year with plenty more to talk about than a global pandemic. I mean, listen, the, the truth is I haven't actually read this article until now, so I'm struggling with the words of it. So, I mean, it could, this could be a mug-off here, but carrying on. So who and what will be making the headlines as we tentatively step into the new year from the new kids in the block whose stars are going to rise to the familiar faces returning to the small and big screens? We shine a light on local talent for whom 2021 is poised to be a productive and important year. Now, there's a few other messers in this list too. Well, Jamie Dornan, fuck's sake. Um, Line of Duty, JC Stewart, these guys, whatever. Then there's a little old guy called... Dave Elliott, which by the way, if you're going to do a photo of me, don't use that one, guys, you've, you've absolutely mugged me here, like of all the photos of me in the world, you've got me getting headlocked by Shane Todd, like that's not a sweet way to rep, you're not, you're not giving me respect there, like all these other guys, you've got, um, you've got Jimmy Dornan looking sexy in a movie, you've got JC Stewart posing, he's a hunky guy, he's, he's there looking sweet, everyone in uh, like proper poses, you have um, let's see, some some person I don't know because the name's not written there playing a guitar. It looks good, you know, it looks good. This dickhead in a headlock. You've mugged me off. You've played me. Let's hear what you've written about me. This could be equally embarrassing as I read this article. Hold on. And who's in the front cover of Sunday Life? I don't even know. Covid idiots having a party. Well, fuck you guys and sports stars, right? Sweet. Um, <clears throat> so let's hear what they said to say about me. <clears throat> Described by John Bishop as fantastic. What the funny thing about that is that actual quote from John Bishop. There, there's more to it than fantastic. The follow up is in bed. Um, that's none to do comedy, so don't use the rest of that. And by Tim McGarry is like Stephen Nolan, but funny. Tim. Uh, Dave Elliott is one of Northern Ireland's brightest new comics. Doing it six years. <clears throat> in 2020, he completed his first UK and Ireland tour with a sellout show dad. Um, and is playing his biggest solo show to date at the Ulster Hall. Ben, put a, put a poster in there. 
I mean, and if you don't, you're sacked. Okay, put a poster in here. Um, at the Ulster Hall with his new special. Special. I like that. I special. I didn't even use that term special. I just called it a show. These guys, special. Comedy special at the Ulster Hall on the 17th of December, 2021. Dave is also a host of the Sly Guy podcast and co-host of the Shane Todd radio show on BBC Radio Ulster. Guys, we're, we're rising. 2021 is our year. The Sly Guy podcast gets a holler in the Sunday life. You know we've made it now once for the Sunday life. What's next, Vogue? I mean, that's where we're going. Um, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of people out there that would be very keen to see me doing some sort of bespoke photo shoot in Vogue. You know, what would that be? Who knows? Something sexy, no doubt. Nude involving milk, I would say. Because milk is cherished at the minute, especially in my life because I'm on Slimming World, so I have a certain measured amount of milk I'm allowed to drink a day. But in Vogue, I'll do that. I'll post it. So yeah, basically what it is, it's a mug-off for the photo. It's a mug-off with... Um, Something else as well. I've thrown the article away. I don't know. Yeah, they've mugged me off anyway. But it's it's fine. It's nice to be mentioned. You know what? All joking aside, that is kind of pleasant. I didn't know anything about that until someone was like, you're in a paper. And I went, oh, fuck no. What have I done? And then it was something positive. It was a nice thing. So thank you to, to that. No pressure on me now to try to you know make this year count. Imagine I just did nothing. Imagine it was like one to watch this year. And I was like, nah, quit the podcast. Not doing anything else. See ya. That'll be, that'll be egg in their face. That'll be the mug off to get them back for putting a photo of me getting choked out. You know, that'd be the perfect mug off to do that. Be like, listen, you want to fuck with me? I'll fuck with you. But in all seriousness, seriousness, it was pleasant, and the Ulster Hall is selling out nicely. Now, if I haven't mentioned it before, which I have, I know for a fact, because it's the only thing that really is on my mind at the moment, selfish as it is, middle of a pandemic, my show, um, at the Ulster Hall, 17th of December, 2021. Your boy, Ulster Hall, new show, Pillow Talk. What's it got to do with Pillow Talk? Who knows? Haven't really written it fully yet, but it, all I know is it's going to be a nice time. Also, when I look at myself in this outfit, I do kind of look like Arnold is numero uno. Yeah, we referenced the pump and iron. I also look like, um, you know, like, like young Santa. I've got, like, this looks like a Santa cape with the Arnold swag, like, but just dope jacket I got for Christmas. Nice fucking cut to it there, isn't it? But... Yeah, tonight, it's, I'm excited, I'm buzzing. If you haven't got tickets yet to the show, what are you waiting for? Please do. As Ben went and put the poster up earlier to see, you know it's going to be a good time. And by the way, when I look at myself here, I look less fat than last week in the podcast. I mentioned them on Slimming World. It's weird. I don't know how it works. But I've lost a bit of weight. I'm feeling a bit better already. My heartbeat's going down. I'm a new Fitbit I got for Christmas. Oh, why is my wristband Man United colours? I don't know. I don't know. But it is what it is. So, yeah, it's an exciting time. I'm looking forward to the new year. There's lots of... Uh, Lots of pressure, lots of uh, exciting times ahead, things to, to look forward to, potential new projects to work on. It's a good time. And I love that the Sly Guy podcast got a shout-out in the newspaper. Go ahead, guys. And I'm hoping now this week's figure figures in the podcast should be through the roof because I know there are upwards of 10 million people read The Sunday Life every Sunday. That's what I've been told by The Sunday Life, who wrote an article featured me in it and I'm honoured so hopefully I'll be I'll be chilling next week I'll be the next Joe Rogan you know I'll have a 10 million pound or 100 million pound deal with Spotify you know maybe you know I would take a 10 million pound deal with Spotify you know I, that's a deal I would give them I'd say listen you want me to be exclusive give me that 10 mil any, any anything less I, I would probably take as well to be fair but there 
there we have it, you know, that, and that's what it is. And I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, you need that, you need that 10 mil, you need that offer, you know, you're talking about Spotify coming on board. Why would I take Spotify on board whenever I have my Patreon? You know, my Patreon account with, you know, probably similar amount of people on it as there is on the reader list of the Sunday Life there. So if you want to get bonus content, I do an extra podcast a week. It's always in this setup. So if you like this, you get a bonus podcast. This The only thing is the questions that I get to answer. Have we been of a cold and worried about COVID now? Um, the questions I answer are a little bit more sort of, you get to know me a bit better. You know, it's like, this is just, this is silliness. This is funniness. Is that a word? This is crack. But the bonus podcast is a little, you know, it's an eye in the soul. It's a, you're looking into my soul, you know, hey, yo, look at your soul, bend over a little. Yeah, look into you. Mm. So if you're interested in that, there's bonus content. There's a wee taster I've put up in there. There's some other stuff I've been in, short film I've done. Some stand-up, I think. I forget what stand-up is, but there's some of that over there. There is, you know, the extra podcast a week, I said. There's an early release of this podcast. Get a day early. I mean, there's a lot. There's nudes as well. You know, I'm actually going to do the Naked podcast. I'm going to do an episode of the bonus podcast. I might just do it Naked this week. You know, I might just do that. And again, I'm open for suggestions of what content you want because there's a lockdown. There's probably going to be more time to do stuff. If there's anything you want to see me do, get in touch. I did a video last week where I ate a lot of hot sauce and it wasn't very sweet. It made me feel terrible. But it's up there and a lot of people have commented that that is the content they want. That's the sort of shit they need. They're into it. Go check it out and give me more ideas. And that's all over on patreon.com slash podcast. There you have it. Bingo. And again, I just want to say a major thank you to the sponsors of the podcast. Because without those guys, there would be no podcast. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Those guys pay for the rent on my studio, which I don't use. So the sponsors of the podcast are Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos. Mex- Mexicanos. Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos. Have an easier name to say, guys. Come on. I'll just call it Bebe Adrianos because that sounds better. But Bebe Adrianos provides good quality food using only the freshest local produce. Everything is prepared and cooked from scratch on the premises with burritos, fajitas, salad bowls, special box meals. There's something for everyone. All healthy and delicious. Um, you know what? The My favourite thing is, I must say, like, listen, I'm on the world at the minute. I'm eating good six and a half days a week. I want to say seven, but no. I'm going to have one cheat meal a week and see whenever I got my cheat meal. Nine times out of ten, 90% of the time it's going to be Bebe Adriano's. Even if you're being good, you can eat there. They've got healthy food as well. The options are great. But if you're going to go there, you've no point being healthy. You be dirty. And if you're dirty, you know, you need to whip out that dirty cock and get that dirty cock and cow box into your mouth in Bebe Adriano's. What is the dirty cock and cow box? You, I hear you ask. Has this... Oh, there we are. We're back. Oh, in fact, I'm stopped this. The bloody audio on this stupid garage. But you know what? This is why you gotta have a producer. This is why you need a snake rat because stupid systems like the garage band ruin everything. Where was I so politely in the middle of talking about my dirty cock and cow? What is with this hair? It's ruined. What is the dirty cock and cow box? I hear you scream. I can hear you screaming in my 
earphones now, I don't even have any. It's fries, sweet potato fries, Mexican chicken, marinated steak, peppers, onions, dressed lettuce, sweet corn salsa, tomato salsa, and a choice of sauce. Boop, boop. What I recommend, that's right, smoked paprika. And that's the flavor. Also, um, Bebe Adriano's not only top-notch in my eyes, top-notch in the eyes of those who matter, the people. And as well as the people that be nominated for Northern Ireland's Best Mexican Establishment at the DNI Food Awards, as well as Best Healthy Takeaway at the Northern Ireland Takeaway Awards. And, and I mean, these awards are coming out soon. They are in January, so soon we'll find out. If you keep listening, the next few weeks you'll find out if they won or not. If they haven't, I'll probably just say, oh, they, they did decent. But if they won, I'll be in your face with the news. If you haven't already, Bebe Adrianos are still doing delivery and takeaway, I think. Even though there's a lockdown, they're still serving you because they're fucking heroes. You know, they are heroes you need. They're the lockdown heroes and they're doing serious business because Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos is the shit. What are you waiting for? Get the wrap from the app store and get 10% off your first order. It's that easy. Or if you want to be personal, you want to ring them, get on the phone, 028-9147-998. That's 028-9147-998. Yeah. Listen, it's a new year. 2020 sucked. It's in the past. 2020 is your pubes. 2021, new fresh start. Shave your dick and balls, Manscaped. Get a discount at manscaped.com forward slash. It's n- not even. Just get a discount at Manscaped. Enter the code SLAGUY, all caps, 20% off, free shipping. Have some of that. Only joking. Manscaped um, are the best in below the waist grooming. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Even if you don't have a family, it's your dick and balls, you can still shave it. If you don't have a family, you live by yourself, still look after your bollock hygiene. It's very important. To have a crisp clean bollock nothing better than a bollock that looks like an egg if you dropped your bollock into an egg carton people be like is that a bollock or is that an egg and if people see a bollock that's covered in pubes they'll be like that's not a fucking egg in the egg box that's definitely a bollock a bollock covered in pubes nobody likes a bollock covered in pubes i tell you something see if a bollock just drops out of the sky and it's totally clean shaven i think it's an egg there is a chance albeit a small chance but a chance nonetheless that i will place that said egg in my mouth and if that's a bollock, you're getting your balls sucked by me. But if you have a hairy bollock and you lower the bollocks down into my eyes, I'm not touching it because I go, that's a fucking bollock. It's not an egg, it's a bollock. I'm not sucking a bollock. I'll suck an egg, but I'm not sucking a bollock. But if it's a clean-shaven bollock, not a pube-filled bollock, I'll suck it. You know, because I'll think it's an egg. It'll be a bit of it'll be a bit of confusion. You know, it's probably inappropriate to force someone's bollock into your mouth. Um, you know, but anyway, I'll do it. So shave your balls, you may get your balls sucked by me. And that's what Manscaped let you do because Manscaped are here to re- reboot your life, keep you clean and shaved in 2021. They're here to give you a fresh start with the perfect package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof... <laughs> there <you are>. This... <laughs> This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer reduces the nicks of your two best friends. That's right, Phil and Grant, your bollocks. You want it to be Phil and Grant on your balls. You don't want to be Phil Grant Peggy. That's disrespectful, R.I.P. Barbara Windsor, but you know what I'm saying? She had a lot of hair. Her sons didn't. They're bald. She's not. And third-generation trimmer has a light. I mean, in case you're out walking your dog at night and you don't have a torch, just bring your lawnmower 3.0, just guide your way along, and then potentially shave people for banter um 
but that was it. You know, I mean, they've written so much here that it could not be arse reading. But uh, you know, I don't know legally do I have to do it. Listen, Manscaped are good. The product, the products smell nice. The lawnmower 3.0 doesn't cut your bollocks. I have nice shaved balls and pubes. Everyone now knows half the Northern Irish podcast scene has got no pubes. You know, and um, most of them because they shave it. Shane because he's not reached that age yet. But that's fine. You know, people can do that. And if you want to use their codes, the main do we're all friends here. It's all going to Manscaped. They don't give a fuck. But also don't use their codes. Use mine. Get twenty percent off a free shipping at Manscaped.com with the code SlyGuy. That's all capitals. Sly guy, whether it's you, your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, your girlfriend, he, him, her, it, whatever you are, whatever pronoun you use, if you're at a certain age, you got pubes. If you buy Manscaped, you ain't got no pubes anymore, motherfucker. So shave your balls. Condition your balls. Wax your balls. Fucking, in fact, don't wax your balls. Shave them because that totally contradicts this message. Ugh, I'm bored of these reads. Modest beer is something I'm not bored of. Modest beer is a beer that I enjoy. It's a beer that I really covet. It's a beer that I'm going to have on Friday on my cheat day from my Slimming World diet. Modest are are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed in Canada and Hollywood County down, Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind. And that's to make this podcast the best podcast in the world. Sell to Spotify for 10 million, give Modest beer 50 quid because they're modest. They don't want more than that. But their actual goal is to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. They're not here to revolutionise the movement, no. But to simply add to it with a brand that is joyous, responsible, honest and of course... If you want to know more about Modest Beer, what do you do? Go out in the street and start screaming, tell me more about Modest Beer! <laughs> or if you don't want to end up in Muckamore, just go on their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk or on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. At the very convenient, very simple, very memorable tag, at Modest Beer. Guys, thank you so much. Sponsors, I love them. Some more than others, but you know, mostly I love the sponsors. Um, let me see what have we been doing we've been talking here for, for enough time shit no we haven't we've been talking nowhere near enough I meant to say I'm going to get into the listeners questions in a second but I want to talk about something Um, I saw something on social media sometimes you see things on social media you turn out a little bit Trumpish which of course for regular listeners will know with my grasp on Acne Gallagher that's Irish for Trump you know some things you think are fake news some think you just think is made up and then some things turn out are not fake news are real and something I want to talk to you about today is something I saw on Twitter and it was something called John Dillermand which by the way sounds like somebody who would have vases made out of skin John Dillermand and John Dillermand was found with 17 bodies in his loft um, but John Dillermand uh, is a Danish animated children's TV series now I've got children. They watch some animated stuff. They like to watch. Say they like to watch. My youngest doesn't like to watch shit because she her eyes don't work yet because she's so young. Um, but my three year old likes to watch cartoons on the TV. She likes to watch Paw Patrol. I don't know why I'm turning into a gangster. She likes to watch Paw Patrol. She likes to watch that motherfucking Peppa Pig. She likes to watch a joke off Hard Henry. She likes to watch Hard Henry. She likes to watch Pop Patrol, Hard Head, and then she likes to watch Kong Sumi. Kong Sumi, Kong Sumi sounds like something 
a gangster would say to somebody who's got a problem, hey, cocksucker, you come sue me. Yeah, the Kong Suni is this Japanese girl who lives in a high-rise flat with an oil. Bit weird, but I like it. She likes Daniel Tiger's Neighbourhood, other shit like that. If she's in Denmark, she'd probably be into John Dillerman. Now, would I watch John Dillerman? For sure. Because John Dillerman is a Danish animated children's television about a man with a very long penis. Sounds a bit weird, that, doesn't it? Yep, but this is what it is. Um, John Dillerman um, launches a show with a man with a giant penis. John Dillerman has this. This is I'm taking this from The Guardian, right? So a respected newspaper. Probably not as respected as Sunday Life, especially after the article they did about me. But anyway, John Dillerman. This is, this is what they've written, right? Oh, my God. John, <clears throat> I'll read it in a posh voice. John Dillerman has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals. I mean, that's appropriate to hear. Uh, hoist a flag and even steal ice cream from children. Now, what you should do with your penis is steal from children. If you have a penis, it should be nice. Okay. The Danish equivalent of a broadcaster that's here, don't want to say it because I work for them, um, has a new animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds by John Dillermond. The man with the world's longest penis who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. Now, unsurprisingly, the series has provoked debate about what's good children's television and what it should contain and what it should not contain. Um, since premiering, since premiering on sa- premiering, since prem- premiering on Saturday, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his cock. Okay. Is this, and I don't know what the Danish is like, this, is this really the message you want to send to children in the middle of a huge Me Too wave, wrote the Danish author, Anne Lisa Marston Jorgensen. Hey, the show comes just months after TV presenter Sophie Lind kickstarted Denmark's Me Too movement. Um, an associate professor, let me see, this is getting all, an associate professor and gender researcher at Roskilde University said he believed the programme celebration of the power of male genitalia could only set equality back. It's perpetuating a standard of patriarchal society and normalising locker room culture. I mean, what I'm going to say is a guy who played a lot of sports when he was younger, as you can see, not much anymore. I've never once seen a guy's cock perform a rescue operation. I've never seen a guy's cock steal an ice cream from a kid. And I've never seen a child's cock hoisting a flag. You know, now... A child's cock shit, egg a guy's cock hoist the flag. I've never seen a child's cock hoist the flag either. Just want to put that on the record. I mean, have I seen a guy paint the mural with his cock? Maybe. I mean, I've definitely seen a guy paint on a mural with a cock, as Terry Bradley can contest in the last week. But the Danish uh, broadcaster DR said, um, you know, what's their response? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Oh no! This is, I'm back in this here. So back here we go. So a psychologist who works with families for children said the show's opponents may be overthinking things. John Dillerman talks to children and shares their way of thinking because kids find cocks funny. She said. I mean, listen, cocks are funny, but having a super long cock can eat ice cream. Bit weird. The show depicts a man who is impulsive and not always in control. He makes mistakes just like kids do. But crucially, Dillermond always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, he listens. And that's nice. And he's accountable. No, listen, that's weird. Um, 
they are the service broadcaster has a reputation for pushing boundaries, especially with kids. Um, other another stalwart of children's scheduling is called Uncle Rishi, which sounds like an uncle. He's a popular figure. He curses, smokes a pipe, and has baths. Mister Tumble meets Father Jack, a character in Geppetto News made conservatives bristle in twenty twelve when he revealed a love of cross dressing. I mean, they, Denmark are pushing the the boundaries here. Um, but yeah, they are responded to criticism by saying, could have easily just made a programme about a woman who couldn't control her vagina. And the most important thing is, kids like John Dillerman. So what they're saying is, listen, we could have made it about a family, but made it about cock, fuck up, kids like it, alright? But I mean, you know, it's definitely interesting to try to figure out how that pitch went. Listen, I've got an idea. Okay, what's your idea? Guy's got cock. Can't control it, does pretty weird things. Alright, what time's that going out after watershed? Nah. It's going in the morning time for the kids' TV. I mean, that's inappropriate, listen. It's a pretty long cock John Delerman has. Pretty extraordinary. Kids like cocks, they think it's funny. You know, you go up to a kid and go, listen, willy willy, they'll laugh, and you go, oh, no, that's not that's I'll tell you what, we'll sign off on John Dillerman. Um where was the I saw an actual quote from the company. Yeah, they've actually posted on their Facebook page saying, new show about the man with the world's longest penis. Very enjoyable. And they, the how they justify it is they say in the series we recognise children's curiosity about their bodies and embarrassment they face with it. So we just thought, hey, listen, if there's a guy with a giant cock, it'll make people feel better. And what I want to say is that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard and seen. How that's on TV, I thought it was fake news, thought it was made up. What someone actually described it as is a guy who has um, a prehensile penis, which basically means it's like a hand. It's cocked. Very weird. But listen, what I would say would be, if you if that interests you, you know, you maybe need to go to speak to your GP, find out what's wrong with your bonds, because you're a weirdo. But anyway, speaking of weirdos, let's have some listeners' questions. Sensei Flood has said, now that we're entering the Hunger Games slash Purge, I'll need your top five NI celebs that would be on top of your list to knock off now i don't know whether you mean kill them or jerk them off john joe so um <clears throat> you know what it's a weird it's a weird world you know it's the the kind of like <clears throat> scene of ni celeb is something that's a little bit cringy in my opinion you know there's something obviously now i'm in the paper i'm one whatever but you know it's, it's, it's weird because it's like, if you're from here and you get any kind of like interest, I guess, or something, you know, there's there's a way you can go. You can either go, oh, thanks for that and pursue what it is you're pursuing, like a career or whatever, or you can get absorbed into the, the seedy underbelly of just doing things for the sake of doing things. You're like, oh, so-and-so's an NI celeb. They go to bars and pose for photos. But what do they do? Who knows? They just do things and that's the problem here. And I, I, there's a lot of people who are probably considered and I celebs who, in the grand scheme of things, you, you what, for what? What are you famous for? Being a boozer, you know. And now, to be fair, that is something associated with a lot of NI of actual famous people. Heggy, bestie, loved a bit of sauce. You know, fair play to them. Um, but I think there's like a there's a like an I don't know if it's an influencer. I don't know why I cringed. I don't know if it's like an influencer scene, but there are people who are out there who, th- who get on like they're famous, but they're not. Get on like they're Kardashians and they're just, they're not, you know. They're more like the Wests, as in Fred Rosemary and their family, weird, you know. Um, but 
people out there buying followers on social media, which is desperate. Just being desperate. You know, just be out, be there, be positive, but don't call yourself a celeb. Just be a guy that likes being on social media. You know what I mean? There's a difference. I feel like, um, you know, I, I feel like that's a loaded question, Mr. Flood. I feel like you're trying to get me to say something libelous about other comedians, maybe, about other local people who listen. I think Northern Ireland as a whole, you know, we're a little bit <clears throat> against supporting local people. You know, like if you watch The X Factor, you know, you get people on there, if they're from Scotland or Wales, they go nuts for them, they're right behind them. Like Leon Jackson won The X Factor. You know that guy was like, Many nights we pray with no proof anyone could hear. And they're like, how did he win? He was shit. But he won because Scotland got behind him. He said, go on, fucking Leon. Whereas if you come from here and you go on those sort of shows, they're like, see, fucking Owen Quigg, fuck him. Where Owen Quigg was a legend. She supported him, got behind him and went. But here, just like slander people. You know what I mean? Get at them. And that's because we love to be bitter and trollish. Let's support people from here. You know, trolls suck. Internet trolls behind fake accounts with no pictures under a guise of satire. That's a problem. What I'm saying, we gotta be supportive of each other in this country. And Jojo, there's no NI celebs that I would kill. There are NI celebs I would knock off for sure, but I mean that would be entertaining in many regards. Um Nomi Mitchell has said, what would your weapon of choice be for the upcoming zombie apocalypse? Well I mean before I might have said some sort of paddle or a bat or a baton of some description, but having read that article about DR's new animated TV show, I would like to have a prehensile penis to, to defend things, to defend myself against people to large, you know, bendy dick. That would startle people, it would make people um amazed, probably. I'd probably be in Ripley's Believe It or Not after that. It'd be exciting, it'd be fun. Um so yeah, we we'll go for that. Definitely a John Dillerman's cock. Thanks, Naomi. Um, Owen Kelly, I said, good and tag, shaving bag. No questions this week. Just that line came to me. I know I didn't want to waste it. Listen, Owen, fair play to you. Hopefully you're bag shaving too with the pro code. All capital slag at manscaped.com. I'm not feeling that tonight. Listen, this is why I need to be in the studio. I take sugary coffee. I get buzzing, but when I'm in my house, I'm just more chilled, guys. Soften the lockdown and let me back in my studio, please. Michael Kerr, or um, if you are Irish, I imagine it would be Mihola Keresh, has said, Hey Dave, what's your opinion on people who go into the sea in the middle of winter? Also missed the pod last week. If you fill me in, I'd be much appreciated. Listen, I said last week, why do people sea swim? It seems like it's a new phenomenon that people have only started doing because they're not getting enough attention of other people. You know, oh, what did you say? Hey man, I went in the sea and swam. Swam. Aren't I cool? Nah. You're still a fucking loser. You're just a cold fucking loser. Alright. That's what I think of that. I don't like it. Um, Johnny Boa said, Who would be in your celebrity death pool this year? Top three. Ooh. I mean, that's kind of harsh and cruel. It's bad to predict people dying. I think people who will pass away this year, I think one that I think has got to go. Not because, for any reason other than, I think, they don't look great. Prince Philip. 
I think Prince Philip looks like he is being reanimated. He looks like he's part of the family in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I mean some may suggest he's in his equal an evil family, others may not. You know, I mean I think the royal family are sweet. You know, I have nothing for them, nothing against them. They do what they do, entertainment, whatever. Um I think but it, but I do think Prince Philip is on the way out. I'm gonna also say Someone sprung into my head there. I was like, that's a good shot. I went, that's a good shot. They could. Jillian Maxwell. That's who I think is going to go. Jillian um, was somebody who was an NI influencer and a good friend with um, Jeffrey Epstein, of course, by proxy, uh, Tim McGarry. And yeah, I think she's probably going to go. And I thought about this actually too, that I'm going to say this, but I hate the thought of it. I reckon Johnny Depp. You know, think Johnny Depp's got problems. You know, obviously the whole thing with Amber Heard, that court case, you find out bits and bobs about him. He's got a big drug problem. I just feel, you know, Johnny might go. And I hate to see that because I'm a big Johnny Depp fan, but I'm going to say Prince Philip, Shillian Maxwell, Johnny Depp, or who I'm putting in to the death pool this year. Sly, but listen, that's the podcast. Mark Hegarty said, what are your three top wrestling entrance songs of all time? Mm. Edge. Goldberg. And Chuck and Billy. They're my three favourite. Um, ben Watson, um, who is, of course, an FA Cup final Goal scorer for Wigan has said, Ever thought about going down the route of semi pro wrestling? What would your finishing move be? Listen, my friend, I don't know if you knew this, I did that before I did uh, comedy. I enjoyed wrestling, it was good fun, it was a nice time, but then too many things ended up happening. I ended up doing comedy instead and didn't like being hurt because wrestling, although people say it's fake, it isn't, it's just predetermined, it's sore, it's real, requires a lot of dedication, and I just didn't have that. So what would my finisher be? It would be thumb to the eye, and I call it the political standpoint. Bam. Um, Lisa Yates said, "Will there be a ray of lockdown, or will the ray of lockdown be on at the same time as before?" No. The ray of lockdown was a show that we did on BBC Radio Ulster. It was a popular show during the first lockdown. You know, it was a fun. Ray felt show with lighthearted banter and crack. And I cannot say whether there will be another Ray of Lockdown or not. I can't say whether it's going to start next week or the week after. I can't say if it's going to be on a Friday. If that's when the 15th is, I can't say that. Um, but will it be on the same time at 7 o'clock? Don't think so because I think it actually starts before that. I think it starts at like six, maybe, or something. But if it were to take place, I would say it should be in a similar slot than it's been before. But that's not to say it's happening. Not guaranteed. Not could, could not. Who knows? I don't. I haven't signed a contract, which is true. Don't know what's going on. And lastly, but not leastly, leastly, it's my Chinese brethren himself, Patrick Quinn, that said, absolutely delighted. To see your Ulster Hall gig for December. For a big gig, 
like that do you normally try your material to a smaller audience beforehand i know ricky gervais often does that to see what the best reaction is i'm hoping to have i'm hoping you have an amazing 2021 you know what patrick it's very kind thank you hope you also have an amazing 2021 um yes i will definitely do the show for the smaller crowds first to be sure that it's up to point i'm hopefully going to do a little bit of a a tour baby but i want to do really small venues in the tour like really really tight intimate i'm talking like 30 40 50 just to really try it out so not many people see and can come to the big show you know i'm going to really i'm going to hopefully hone it as much as possible once i'm allowed to stand up again i'm going to be a stand-up whore i'm going to be whoring myself out and we do gigs here there and everywhere so i can't wait for that um i i can't believe i've not actually plugged the ulster hall show what am i doing i'm doing the biggest show of my life on the 17th of December this year in the Ulster Hall, I haven't even mentioned it on my podcast. What a div. You know, I'm star 2021, guys. I'm one to look out for. I haven't even plugged my big bloody show. But yeah, check that out. If you haven't bought tickets, please do. Genuinely, tickets are selling really well to the point that I'm quite startled. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking aside, very humbled by it. And I appreciate everyone's bought a ticket. People have actually bought tickets to my show as a Christmas present, which is mental to me. You know, um, I'm going to be playing the same stage that I've played before, you know, it's it's going to be an honour. And I can't wait. And I know the show's going to be really good. I'm sorry if this podcast had really low energy. I don't know what's going on. It's 10 o'clock at night here. And I just feel like my children are up there sleeping. I can't get wild. But I'll be wild again. And I'm hoping maybe next week I'll be allowed back in the studio. Because it needs to pick up. The wildness needs to return. The wild mountain bear needs to strike. And we need to pick this up. But listen, guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, thank you. If you have already, thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast. If you haven't, please rate and review the podcast. I realised there sounded a little bit drunk. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm sober as a judge. But I'm sure there have been drunk judges out there before. So, I mean, that's a silly, silly phrase. But what I'm going to say is, guys, listen, the podcast has come to an end for tonight. It is what it is. It has been fun. I'm going to pick up my energy for next week. I'm going to do it during the daylight, rather than like falling asleep at night. Now I'm going to go and watch Netflix with my wife. So guys, listen, subscribe to the podcast, check out the Patreon, buy tickets to the Ulster Hall Show. Ooh.